Welcome. Good Sunday morning. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies podcast created with Anchor FM. I am Brian. We got KG on the Sunday rise. What's going on, KG? Nothing much. Uh, just still feeling real good off my pay-per-view victory over the People's Choice Don Rodriguez last week. So, I'm feeling some good, glo- man. Some gloating and some, some chest. Got that chest out high on a Sunday morning, huh? <laughs> yes, indeed. Hey, man, this is a, this is our normal NFL show, but we will be doing an injustice as sports fans if we didn't recognize that the Washington Nationals are leading the St. Louis Cardinals to zip coming back to D.C. You know what? That's absolutely amazing. And I meant to ask you about that. Like, uh, if they can win two more and they make the World Series, I don't care who they play. I would love for them to play the Yankees, but I want to be there, regardless of who they play. We 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 had this conversation when the Mystics were in their finals, and and also congratulations to the Washington Mystics bringing their first ever title to DC. It was a gritty series. They beat the Connecticut Sun three two, and very very good job. Very good job. Nice to see. Uh, it still needs to be some work done to promote their game and to figure out why and what needs to be done to bring people to that game. Because I actually enjoyed that series. I actually enjoyed that series. I enjoyed watching. I don't, I, I guess, I don't know if because it was the Mystics and it was, uh, you know, I had something in it as far as the team from the area. But it was, it was a gritty series. Going back and forth, going back and forth, and the Mystics held—I believe they held home court. Did they held home court? Yep. Yeah, they held home court. So that's what you're supposed to do, and they got a championship out of it. And uh, have you heard anything about when their parade is going to be? They—they uh, they celebrated the day after. If I'm well, not I mistaken, didn't... they celebrate. They didn't say anything. I seen it on Facebook. They were celebrating the day after. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. All right. Well, congratulations to the Washington Mystics, the Washington Nationals, 2-0 up on the Cardinals coming back here. I would love to go to one of the NLCS games. Absolutely would love to. Just to, you know, playoff baseball is a is a completely different animal than regular season. It's just way more intense. And, uh, the Nationals and had you on the edge of your seat this whole entire playoff series. They would play all playing game against the Brewers, where they had to make a late 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 game comeback, and then the the heroics versus the Dodgers, the, the grand slam to take the four run lead. It's just like you know, it, it was just like because when the grand slam happened, of course it was super late in the house, and all I could do is just stand up in disbelief. Like, did he just? Did he just hit a grand slam on the Nationals about to go to the NLCS after all of the NLDS disappointments at home? It was just a, it was a real special moment, real special moment. Now we just got to get the Orioles on track. 
knows? <laughs> well, uh, I think you you sent me something earlier, and you said uh, this is early this week. You said uh, the Orioles were looking for scouts. Um, I think we need not, to go ahead and apply for that. <laughs> not even scouts. We they somebody posted a link on Twitter about what the Orioles just the organization was. They're looking for everything, man. Everything. A little bit of everything. I said, man, if you if you had this experience that they're looking for, you'd nab your job with the Baltimore Orioles, Major League Baseball team. So that's kind of cool. But they they could hire me as a scout. I wouldn't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to look at. I would definitely have to be shadowing somebody that, you know, knows something about the game and, you know, what to pick up on and stuff. So, but today, ladies and gentlemen, is Football Sunday. And that's what we're here for. Um, we have the game in progress as we're uh, – Recording now, the Panthers are up on the Buccaneers, 17-7, the start of the third quarter. And uh, game, the Thursday night game already in the books, Patriots 35 and the Giants 14. That was a, a hell of a game there. I mean, everybody, sideline junkies, well, I think everybody in the country picked New England to – Beat the Giants. I mean, the Giants are up and coming, and they're doing better than they did than they started the season. But I, I, I don't think anybody had them beating uh, New England. So no, no, no. I think the most as a Giants fan you could have hoped for was them just coming out playing a tough game. But the one thing you can't do against the New England Patriots is is, is make multiple mistakes. You can't do that. Not against that team. You know, when you give <laughs> give Tom Brady extra chances at the ball, it's just it's a recipe for a loss. So, but uh, talk about that defense and the hundred and twenty one points that they put up in fantasy. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I, I mean, they got one of the best, if not the best, corner in the game. So, and Stephon Gilmore, but it's it, you know when you have a when you have a defensive mastermind as your coach, you know once you get him the pieces he needs, it's it's curtains lights out. You know it, it, they're definitely putting together something good because the uh, the Buffalo game they had. You know, Buffalo gave him problems. Mm-hmm. Buffalo gave him problems. And I was talking to a good friend of the show, Gary. We were talking about how the Bills are constructed. And I was saying that, you know, it's when you're playing New England, you have to construct your defense a certain way. You have to be almost three or four deep at, good, at corner as far as good corners. And you have to have a front strong with you playing three, four, four, three. Your defensive line has to be able to get to pressure to the quarterback without blitzing. Because it's just certain quarterbacks in this league you cannot blitz. 
Brady is one of them. That's that's one thing for sure. Brady is one that you cannot blitz. Peyton Manning used to be one. Drew Brees is another. They'll burn you every time because they are that smart. And they're going to find out where the blitz is coming from pre-snap, adjust, and then the ball is going to go right where you were at. So that's a that's exactly. a Tom Brady trait. So exactly, I just, exactly. You can't, you can't. Like I said, they already, and it's not, it's not just them. It's not just them. It's the receiving core too, because Peyton had, you know, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. They had elite receivers. You know, Edelman. It's, it's just certain when you have a combination of receivers, Edelman understands what's what's going on also. So. When, when when Tom calls something, or they might he might not even have to call something, then they'll be on the same page. And because you'll see Edelman all the time sitting in the zone or sitting where the blitz was, and then he wide open, and he just sits there and he he grabs the ball. You know what? That's the one wild part about Edelman. He he will find out where. The hole is, and he'll cross into it and sit. Him, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, I know Jordy Nelson would do it. Jordy Nelson would take you deep, come back, and then sit in a hole in the zone. Man, the, 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 the list is endless, and those guys, they don't get enough credit. I mean, Edelman gets entirely too much credit, but they don't get enough credit, the other guys. Absolutely. So, you know who else used to do it? I think Wes, Wes Welker was good at it, too. Wes Welker. That's why I couldn't remember his name. Wes Welker was good at it also. I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think of another receiver. Well, I can't think of one right now. But there's plenty most of other receivers. Most of your good slot receivers did it. And if you want to take it back further, uh, Sterling Sharp could do it. Uh, Ed McCaffrey could do it. Rod Smith, um, and those Jerry guys were Rice, outside. Yeah. Jerry Rice, those guys were outside, but they 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 knew that was football IQ and great coaching. And see, it, even if you're outside, once you know a bliss is coming, and you know you see somebody playing a certain way, whether now they're pressing up, trying to you know jam you at the line and stuff. There's certain receivers you can't do that to. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't, you just can't do that to because they you know, physically, or they just got really good moves off the line, and you're gonna be standing there looking silly. So, all right, let's get into the meat and the potatoes. The reason why we came here is yeah, to pick these Sunday appetite. games. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. We we like getting off track. We like going random. We be having scripts for the show, and then we start talking. Football and it's over. So, but um, you know, we start with the one o'clock games like we always do. And do you want to put? You want to talk about the racing game first, or you want to leave it for last? Man, we can talk about it first. Uh, we used to have a saying in middle school when we had um our intramural football. You had the turkey bowl for the top two teams. The, the two bottom teams played in the toilet bowl. This is the toilet bowl, ladies and gentlemen. So I I don't 
it's not much to say about this Redskins game. I mean, I I, I just want to see what Bill Callahan does. Now, we didn't do Redskins perspective this week, various reasons, but um, I got high hopes for Bill Callahan. I got high hopes for uh, Kevin O'Connell. Uh, th- the commitment to the run is, you know, the one thing that I wanted to hear because I, I, I this is what I wanted at the beginning of the season. So that's pretty much all I can say about the Redskins. As far as the Dolphins go, it should be no way in four hells that the Redskins struggle with the Dolphins. I mean, they are okay team, but they're not good. Their best weapon they traded, and that was Kenny Stills. They traded him to Houston. If we're going to pick this game uh, first... I, I got to disagree with you. You're saying there's not a lot to talk about with the Redskins, and I think it's the opposite now because of the events that happened and this team no longer being under Jake Gruden. We've sat here on this podcast. We've been podcasting for two years, and we've sat here and said how bad of a coach he is. Now, being a good person, being a, the, the favorite that all the players like, doesn't win games. No. You know, I don't give a damn if you like me. We're here to win games. We're getting paid for it. So whether you like me or not is irrelevant. Whether you respect me is two different things. Okay? If we're here for a common, common goal, which is to win, you're not getting it done. It doesn't matter who likes who. You know, you know, you got Chris Thompson crying over Jay Gruden. I cry too when a coach is as lenient and as uh, lackadaisical and undisciplined as Jay Gruden is. You know, they, this, they haven't seen discipline. They haven't seen, you know, a winning culture. So what they're used to is garbage. They haven't won anything. Not at all. So now you get Bill Callahan coming here. We already know AP didn't like didn't like um, Jay Gruden because immediately he came out and said, this is the best week of practice I had since I've been here. That was a shot at Jay Gruden. That was a shot. That was, matter of fact, that was an Indian with a bow and arrow with fire, the, the bow and arrow on fire. That was a shot. Good shot. I mean, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. If you look at this team on the field under Jay Gruden, penalties, unprepared, and 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 Bill Callahan said something. They were doing sprints where he was worried about second half conditioning. And if you're a football person, football, if you follow football any type of way, shape, form. When you hear something like that, you're just baffled and why it's not happening already. Like, I don't understand that. You're telling me that this team wasn't, wasn't sprinting, wasn't, wasn't doing certain things that, that in your head, if you play football, are mandatory. So. Yeah, but see, when you get to a certain level, they think that uh, it's it's not supposed to. You're not supposed to do that anymore. You don't you don't do that. 
That that that's beneath yeah. me. But 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 you do it to a certain extent. Because yeah. you got professional athletes that train year year round. Some of them do. The ones that take it seriously do. Adrian Peterson. Train year round to get their bodies, you know, tip top shape to be ready for the season. Because they know the season's a grind. So but you still have to condition yourself throughout the season. Oh shoot! You Conditioning. Can't, you can't. No, no. You can't not do it because these are professionals. That's even more reason to do it because it's we out there on that field for four hours almost. You're not playing for four hours straight. You got you know your breaks and stuff. But at the same time, you got to be able to run. The last thing you want to happen is you're in a dog fight with somebody. And you run out of gas, which this team has done over and over and over again. So, um, I I think I remember earlier in the week, Washington being favored by three. They're not favored by five. That says a lot. That says an awful lot because... If they're favored by five, they give you three points for being at home. So take that three. That makes it even. And then you're giving them five. Basically, the Redskins are are favored by eight if you want to be technical. And can they cover the spread? I don't even have them covering the spread. I got it being like 34-31 or something like that. You know, two bad teams going at it, and it's a shootout. 34-31. You think it's going to be a shootout? Just because it's two bad teams and nobody's expecting it, I'm not expecting it to be game of the week. I mean, Patty Mahomes is playing this week. <laughs> I'm not expecting that. But I think it's gonna be it's gonna be tight enough where they're not gonna cover the spread. So if you want to bet and you want to go into the sports book and bet bet on Miami because the Redskins are not gonna cover the spread. And I'm not being funny. I'm not being mean. This team has to get used to Bill Callahan. And I really, 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 really believe this. That once they get used to Bill Callahan, he's been in the building for quite some time. But as a head coach, you get used to his system. I got this team reeling off five straight victories and going to five and five because history has a way of repeating itself. It happened in 1981. It happened 20 years later in 2001. What was that? 2000? Yeah, 2001. That was Marty Lone's season. So, make sure I got that written down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Marty Lone's season, 2001. Lost five straight to begin the season. Reeled all five straight. Wound up going eight and three the rest of the way. I wouldn't be mad at an eight and eight season this season, because guess what? You salvaged the season and you played better than, ex- than expected. So eight and eight. Okay. Let, let, let's, let's go ahead and work on it. Let's get it. So I wouldn't be surprised if this team reels off five, but it's not, this is going to be a close one. This is the first test. So we shall see. All right. I, what, what was your score? You picked the skins for this one. Yeah, I picked the skins. Give me the skins 34-31. All right, I'm not going to go that high. 
I think the coaching change, the, the players are going to come out with energy. And it's going to make <laughs> – I think it's really going to make Jay Gruden look bad, I think. You're going, to see a, 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 you're going to see a different team, uh, a team that's a little bit better prepared. Um, Bill Callahan did have a the, – the, he was the captain of the ship of the, the Raiders team who went to the Super Bowl. So he knows how to prepare a team. So give me the Redskins, 20-13 today. Now, actually, do they cover the spread? I think Miami's that bad. Because you you see you see this defense has talent. When they want to play, they play. They they played a hell of a first quarter half against the Patriots. Um, make it twenty seventeen. The Redskins don't cover. Redskins don't cover. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. All you got to do is keep listening. We're going to take a quick break. Go to our sponsor. We'll come back with the rest of the picks. One o'clock, four o'clock. Hope you join us. Right back at you. I'm Brian. We got KG. We're going to do the rest of the uh, picks for today. NFL week number six. We're going to do the rest of the one o'clock games. Four o'clock, tonight's eight o'clock game, and tomorrow's Monday night game. So buckle up. Let's get through these games. Get our picks in. We'll post the picks of the other Junkies, Jim Juni, uh, Delonte on Twitter or Facebook. We got Cincinnati Bengals coming to Baltimore, take on the Ravens at MT Bank. The Ravens are 10 and a half point favorites with the overall on points being 47 and a half. Um, we still got the whole list of injuries for the Bengals AJ Green, Carlos Dunlap. Um, what you think, KG? Baltimore's handle. Uh, handle business at home? Yes. Um, I, I'm going to say that because uh, Lamar Jackson is, dare I say it, the sideline junkies quarterback. <laughs> we, we, we've been on his train, on his bandwagon, before it even pulled out the station, before he was drafted. And I don't think this kid can do it any wrong. And he, he's learning, but while he's learning, He's carving up defenses with his own. So, give me Baltimore on this one. 31 to 12. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens also. Um, they're going to move to 4-2 today. The Bengals going to drop the own 6. The Bengals just don't have enough to keep up with the Ravens. I think it's going to be a a tight contest, a, a hard-nosed contest, just because it's a, it's a division game. But I think the Ravens, with the weapons they have, eventually pull that away. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens today. 28-6, uh, to six, Baltimore. On to the next game. NFC battle. The Philadelphia Eagles at 3-2 and two going to Minnesota. U.S. Bank Stadium to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Right now, the line for the Vikings are the favorites at three and a half, with the overall on points being 45. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is out. Darren Sproles out. Ronald Darby out. The defensive tackle, Jernigan out. Uh, running back, Clement out. We got a lot of people out. A lot of big, big play guys out. So, 
with that being said, what's your take on this game, KG? Minnesota is committed to passing the ball more, getting Thielen, and I'm hoping they get Thielen very involved because I have Thielen in fantasy. <laughs> um, but not only him, Stephon Diggs and everything. Uh, give me Minnesota in this one, 21-17. I think it's going to be close. Um, Minnesota is touting the third-best run defense in the league. Um, 29th in the past, though. And that was supposed to be the bread and butter when Kirk Cousins came over. So, but Philly still got Jordan Howard, Zach Hurts. Man, this is tough. This is tough, KG, but I'm going to go with Philly mm. on the road to take take out Minnesota. Uh I think it's going to be close. Give me 24 to 21 Philadelphia last second field goal. Okay. All right. I can't hate that. Yeah, I, I just got a feeling. I just got a feeling. The Vikings aren't consistent enough. Eagles get, still got the championship pedigree. You know, still know how to win a game. So, I'm going to go the Eagles around. We got the New Orleans Saints next game going to – Jacksonville um, to take on the Jaguars and God meant you the second. Mr. Mustache. The Jacksonville Jaguars are favored by three points with the overall points being 42 and a half. Um, of course, Drew Brees is still out. Henderson is out and Smith, the receiver, is out. Right now, Jacksonville, uh, the tight end Oliver is out. Oh, you going to take Teddy B in the uh, – in the Saints, KG? Yes, sir. He is uh, undefeated, and that offense does not look out of sync. They beat the Cowboys with field goals in one. Um, they come back the next week, and they land a couple blows, win again. I don't see a drop-off that well, that big of a drop-off to say, oh, well, no, nah, they're not going to win with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, before the catastrophic injury, was – a good quarterback. Now he's in a system that he's been in for what three years now, two, three That's years true. either way. I I think this is good. And Sean Payton may have the heir apparent when Drew Brees finally decides to hang him up, which I hope is no time soon. But when Drew Brees decides to hang him up, I think you can turn the keys over to the Ferrari, to uh Teddy Bridgewater. So give me New Orleans twenty eight to ten, and. Drew Brees was seen without a, uh, the cast on his hand catching passes. So that's a good sign. Okay, okay. Well, I think uh, I think I'm also going to lean on New Orleans. 42 and a half points. Uh, give me give me the Saints. They're going to go to Jacksonville. They're going to handle business. I think uh, we're looking at, uh, let's say, uh, I'm, I'm having, let's say 27 to 27 to 21 New Orleans. Ah, oh, that's going to be a tough one. The, I, I, I just feel like the Jaguars going to come in and kick me right off, right off my high horse. Don't they always disappoint you? 
Nah, not the Jaguars. It's the Titans and the Falcons. <laughs> that always that always disappointing ruin my plans. But not the Jags. So um next one o'clock game. This is the, the line on this one's kind of puzzling. And I'll read it to you. You'll know who why why I'm saying it's puzzling. The Seattle Seahawks, I guess I understand why. The Seattle Seahawks going to Cleveland to take on the struggling Browns. The overall on points is 45 and a half. Seattle's only a one-point favorite. So I think about it, I guess it's because they got to come from the other side of the country. But one point, KG? Let, let me see if I get this right. In honor of Kanye West being at in, in D.C. at Howard Homecoming last night. Um, how, Sway? How? I, I don't understand. See, Russell Wilson has proven not only is he worth that big contract he signed over the summer, but he is the upper echelon of quarterback in the league today. He is one of the elites. Because he beats you with his arm, his mind, and his feet. In that, well, he beats you with his mind first, then his arm, and then if he has to, he makes you look dumb with his feet. I don't understand. And everybody was just calling Baker Mayfield Monday night overrated because of the horrible game he had. So, uh, I think it's a I lot more to. I think it's a lot more to what Baker Mayfield's going through. And, you know, just the way he's presenting himself is rubbing a lot of the vets and stuff and, you know, retirees are the wrong way. But winning cures all of that. If you're winning, just like Soto, uh, the Nationals, um, the place for the Nationals, he's rubbing a lot, a lot of people the wrong way. He's young. He's doing stuff that not you're not supposed to do in the baseball codes, but he doesn't care. And they're winning, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So if, if they were winning, this wouldn't be even a conversation. People have to eat that crow, and they're not going to win today. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I they, said they, all they, that to say. Yeah, so I said all that and got all that and, and wasted my breath. The, the Browns are going to drop the two and four. You keep hearing rumblings about trade rumors about Odell Beckham, and if that's true, that is absolutely crazy ludicrous i say it's crazy because if it's true that means cleveland agrees with the giants that he's a cancer and he has to go and 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 i you know he's a great player but until it's 100 100 about football and he commits himself to that he's a distraction it's just the way it is so agreed with that being said it's going to be tough because seattle got to come from seattle to come to Cleveland, but you got Pete Carroll, you got a first-class organization that's, that they've done this plenty of times. They know what to do. They know the routine. Give me Seattle. It, it, the, the Browns, the thing about the Browns, the Browns can put up points. So give me Seattle. Give me Seattle 27 to 23. They're going to come out of Cleveland with a W. The Browns are going to drop to two and four. And it's going to be more drama than a little bit. And, oh, I don't know if I gave my score. 31-14 Seattle. 
Okay, okay. Um, the next last game, one o'clock game on the slate. Hoo hoo boy. The Houston Texans going to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are four point favorites. The over under on points fifty five. Hey, G, this is this is a tough one for me. I know the big money, the casual fan says Kansas City, but we not casual fans. Yeah, true. Uh, just oh my god, Kansas City fourth in points at twenty nine point six a game. Houston tenth at twenty six point two total yards. Kansas City's third at. 454.8. Houston's eighth at 402.2. Of course, Kansas City is boasting the number one passing game in the league at 366.2 a game. 11th, the Texans coming at 272. Here's a big difference. Rushing yards per game. The Chiefs are 25th at 88.6. Texans are 10th at 129.4 a game. All right. And here's, here, here's two more stats. I ain't going to bore you with stats, but it's just good to know this stuff. Yards allowed per game. They're both um, in the bottom of the pack. The Texans come in at 22nd and allow, allowing 387.6. And the Chiefs come in at 407.2, 25th in the league. Both of them at 8th. And turnover, turnover differential plus 2. KG, talk to me. Do, do, do I have to? Do, it's, it's do a I tough one to pick. It's a tough I, one to pick. Tough is an understatement. Um, you hate to go against Patty, my homeboy. You really do. You, you really do. Uh, I hate to go against Deshaun Watson, another one that I've been on his bandwagon since he came out of Clemson. I said that he was going to be this good quarterback. Um, Jeez. Patrick Mahomes, 3-1 after a loss. I'm going to go ahead and say he's going to go 4-1. Give me uh, Kansas City. And what 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 was the over-under? Uh, 55 points. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, 28. 24. I'm going to go over that, but it's going to be a shootout. Two young gunslingers that are poised to take over this lead, especially the AFC. When Tom Brady finally retires, you're going to look for the heir apparent to run the AFC quarterback-wise. It's going to be between those two. So you're taking Kansas City? I'm taking Kansas City. Okay, I'm taking Houston to go into Arrowhead and take out the Chiefs. I'm going to say 31-28. This is going to be tight. I think it's going to be tight. Good game. Both defenses are bad, but both defenses have big Play capability. So, I'm going to lean with the Texans on this one. I know I shouldn't. 
I shouldn't, but I am. I'm taking the Texans. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm going to take that. Their running game is going to help control the game a little bit because they're good at it. They know what they have to do. I think they're going to go on Arrowhead, take a W from Patty, my homeboy. Well, you saying you taking the Texans. I just want to know, are you taking your medicine? I'm taking I, my medicine. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're we going to see because we, we split on a couple games. Yeah. Now, we've we seen the big play capability of this Houston team. We've seen that against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But we've seen a defensive letdown against New Orleans, too, when they let New Orleans drive right down the field and score again. Yeah, we did. Oh. We did. But that, who, who, was, who was quarterbacking that team? The who great, was quarterbacking that team? Oh, okay. the, the great Drew Brees. There you go. And so it's when you got certain quarterbacks behind center, it's, it's almost a given. If you don't have, you know – a tight defensive plan against certain quarterbacks. It's only four or five of them. You almost know it's going to happen. So, um, our next game, a four o'clock doozy. The San Francisco 49ers 4-0 going to Los Angeles to take on the 3-2 and Rams. The Rams are three-point favorites at home. They get basically giving them that. Uh, over on points is 50 and a half. Um, a, a, a t- to leave is out for the Rams. Also, Clay Matthews is out for the Rams. Um, Joe Staley is out. The tackle for the 49ers. Um, McGlinchey, yeah, another tackle is also out. Witherspoon at corner is out. This right here, this game right here, I think everybody's going to be looking at because this game is going to determine if the 49ers are for real. So they've been looking good. Their defense looks really good. Kyle Shanahan out there doing his thing. You got Jimmy G healthy, you know, so, but you, these are the Rams. So it's going to be interesting to see Rams are six. And points a game, 29.2. 49ers a second at 31.8. Points allowed. 24th. The Rams are 26.8. The 49ers are fourth, allowing only 14.3 points a game. Something has to give. Both offenses, Tony R's a game. The 49ers are fourth. The Rams are fifth. Now, here's a disparity. Passing offenses, 24th, the 49ers are. The, the Rams are third. Rushing offense, the 49ers are first, 200 a game. The Rams are 22nd at 96.2 a game. The 49ers are getting 200 rushing yards a game, KG. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I'm. I haven't picked against the 49ers all year. And I'm this game right here is going to prove that that 4-0 record is going to go to 5-0 and it's not fool's gold. Give me the 49ers 21-20. Well, see, this is this is why I'm, where I'm approved. I'm taking my medicine. 
I'm going with the 49ers. I think the defense is for real. I think the running game is for real. Pass the game are coming on. But when you have a, a dominant running defense like that, 200 a game, the passing offense more than likely is going to be towards the bottom. Because you're not going to get the best of both worlds. If you're running like that, that means you're controlling the clock. You're, you're, you're creating the tempo. So with that being said, Rams can score quick. I think the 40 dollars defense is going to prove that they're for real. Um, give me the 49ers. 28 to 20. 28-20. Um, oh, my goodness. I think we have to pick this game. Uh, next four-card game, the Atlanta Falcons, one and four, going to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, one, three, and one. The Falcons going to Arizona, two-and-a-half-point favorites, with the over-unknown points being 52-and-a-half. Ah, let's make this quick. Arizona. <sighs> yeah, I'm leaning. I, I, can't, I just can't pick the Falcons. 13-7. I can't. I can't do it. I can't pick the Falcons. Their quarterback. They have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, and they're still not able to get it done. That is, is to me, that's just absolutely crazy. But they're second in passing yards a game at three hundred thirty-one. Um, I, I'm so I gotta take the Cardinals. I can't Atlanta. And the Titans, they they permanently banned me from picking them for the rest of the year. You, you know what? Just, just a little tidbit, speaking of the Cardinals. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles. He has 37 tackles in his career than drops. He has 29 drops in his career. That's 29 funny. drops. That's Man. Funny. And the thing is... I think if he would have been on better teams and he had a quarterback like Kirk Warner, because that was the best quarterback he's played with yeah. his whole entire career, his numbers would actually rival that of Jerry Rice. We'd be talking about uh, Larry Fitzgerald as the best receiver of all time, and I feel he doesn't get the credit that he should. Nah. No, nah, he he doesn't, and he, like you said, he didn't. He had he's had some garbage quarterbacks. You, you know, you know, Kurt Warner, the best one, with Carson Palmer being the next best one. Yeah. So yeah, he and then it just, you know, you are talking about McCown. Uh, I got I I got it. it's a it's a list of quarterbacks. Rosen. Ro yeah, Rosen garbage. You know they could you know if he just could have had. A consistent good quarterback half of his career. It'd have been the numbers would have been through the roof. But um give me the Cardinals uh twenty-four to seventeen. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's gonna be a shootout. I, I I do think that. I do think that I think it's gonna be I don't know if they're gonna get to that fifty two and a half mark. I think they're gonna put up some points. Um Next game, we got two more four-card games. The Cowboys going to the Meadowlands to take on the own four Jets. Mm-hmm. Cowboys are a touchdown favorite. The overall over on points is 44. Now, look, 
this is a game at this point that the Cowboys have to win. They have, they've been humiliated the last two games, and not as far as they've gotten blown out or, you know, they've gotten, you know, embarrassed as far as on the field. They got humiliated because the expectations were through the roof when they were 3-0. and They played a team in the New Orleans Saints without their master quarterback and lost the game. They played the Packers, another team in the NFC that's, you know, a playoff contender, and lost that game also. This right here is a must-win game. They have to go in there and beat the Jets. Got to take them to four and two. Got to give them a little bit of breathing room. Winning solves all injuries and everything else. But they have to go in to this game, handle business. Jets are a bad team. I think Sam Darnold comes back today. But I just I don't think that's going to be enough. Give me the Cowboys, 24 to 24-17. Give me Dallas, 32-12. That way I can cover that 44. <laughs> Last 4 o'clock game on the slate. Oh, my goodness. The uh, Tennessee Titans going to Denver to take on the 1-4 Broncos. The Broncos are one-and-a-half point favorites with the over-under being 41. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with Tennessee in this one. I can't pick Denver. I can't do it. Um, I don't want to pick Tennessee. You know how I feel about picking Tennessee. They disappoint me every time. Um, give me Tennessee in this one. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be 19 to 10. I think we got to score it the same way because I'm taking Tennessee 17-16. So I got it close to. Okay. All right. Two more games. We out of here. Um, we have tonight's game. The Pittsburgh Steelers going to Los Angeles. I want to say San Diego so bad. To take on the two and three Chargers. KG. KG. It, you know what kills me, what hurts me as a football fan to consider. To see the Chargers every year get decimated by injuries. Mm-hmm. And we talk we talk about people's careers wasting. If Phillip Rivers had a healthy team to go throughout the season, you've never got to see what his teams can do because he's never had a healthy team. True. So, but with this being said, they still got more firepower than Pittsburgh. They're at home. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, you know, they're well coached. They're going to put up a fight. But I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. Uh, I think they'll cover. Give me the Chargers 22-10. Well, I know you fight the urge to say it, but I try to say it every week. I'm taking the San Diego Super. Charges and I'm gonna go 28 24. So, but Phillip Rivers, 
no matter how much he has to deal with as far as injuries go and, you know, overall talent, the man is going to be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. And I'm talking yeah. first ballot. Yeah, that's that's not in question. I'm just saying that you haven't been able to see what they can do. Either he's hurt, Keenan Allen's hurt, they lost Derwin James this year, and, and his other guys, his dry, I think Derwin James' replacement, the next week or the week after, he got hurt. So it's just like they haven't they having some of the same problems the Redskins have with this, and it's just like every year they have injuries. Every year. It's it's a major injury. They finally got Melvin Gordon back. They, he found out he came to a realization that the Chargers wasn't going to pay him. So he's back. He, they get that weapon back. But it's just like, man, you know, if you're Phillip Rivers – and Father Time, you know, you you look down the street, you see Father Time, you just like, man, what could have been if I could have had healthy teams? You know, it just the, a full compliment to go through the season. Injuries are part of the game. But, you know, teams get lucky and get through the season, no major injuries. You have your full deck to play with, and the Chargers haven't had that. So... Last game, tomorrow night, I think this is NFC – is this NFC North? Yeah, the Lions at the Packers. Yeah. Lambeau Field, the Lions 2-1-1, one, one, the Packers 4-1. Uh, the Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-unknown points, 45 points. If I could, I'd pick Green Bay 40, 43 to two, but and I can because I can. But uh, it's gonna be a little bit more competitive. Um, 31, 31 uh, to twenty, Green Bay. Um, maybe a, a bomb burner like that's what uh Green Bay and um Detroit give you. On Monday night, you know, we, we, we've had great games from them. So, I think it's going to be a bomb burner. But give me 31-20. Green Bay going to take the lead late and then extend it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game. Two division rivals. Um, but I got to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I think it's going to be close. Give me... The Packers, 27-23. Now, let me change that. Let me change that. Uh, I think the Packers, 24-20. I think the Packers are going to cover. 24-20, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers move to 5-1 for the season. Um, Just looking. What we looking like on the... Before we get out of here, the Panthers are absolutely spanking the Buccaneers 34 to 10. <laughs> so that's a that's a loss in the column for me. Yeah, me too. But speaking of records, uh, we keep great track of records here at Sideline Junkies, all of our picks, all 17 weeks. And it's a neck and neck race. I mean, first place is separated by three games from fifth place 
<laughs> myself and BJ tied first, 49-28-1 on the season. Uh, Jim in third place, well, what would literally be third place, 48-29-1. Uh, Delonte, 47-30-1. And, and Junie in fifth place, 46-31-1. So, we're well above 500. Um, we are, I don't think we're smart money. I think we're efficient money. And here at the Sideline Junkies, we pretty much will win over 100 games before anybody else. And we pick every single game. So those prognosticators you got on, on, on TV, they're not winning as many games as me. They're not winning as many games as BJ. They're not winning as many games as Jim, Junie, Delonte. You know, last season, we, we, we had it down to a science where – we won uh hold on let me make sure I got this right because I, I want to have this stat right. But we got it down to a science that we won over a hundred games. We DJ won 160 games last season. 160 but, games was tops. But we not experts though. No, we not experts. But I think somebody had oh well we I won eighty six games last year. Dude, you won 86? Are you serious? We were at 86 in the halfway point of the season. Get out of here. One so. quick tidbit. One quick tidbit, and then we'll, we'll leave out of here. Just want to pose a question. It's being reported that the Panthers may stick with Kyle Allen to run the quarterback when, Kyle, when Cam Newton comes back healthy. I agree with this 100%. Cam has struggled for Cam has struggled for a long time. Struggled for a long time. Now you get somebody in here, the offense is moving. Seems like it's, it's clicking. It's no way I put Cam back in there. No way. Got to go with the hot hand, brother. Yeah, unfortunately, I know it used to be, you know, you can't lose your job to an injury, but like I said, this is the business of winning. So... Yeah, I, I think Cam sits on the bench. You might have, you might have a situation where, you know, Cam may be on another team next year. That's just my early prediction. So, but the question see. is, can, can Cam stay healthy? See, that's, that's the another, problem. That's can another problem too. That's another problem too. It sure is. It's another problem. Absolutely. So, a lot of interesting things to watch. It is. Well, I always say this, but if you're listening to this, you're already too late to set your fantasy lineups. We're going to go do that now. Um, I'm struggling in the fantasy league, man. Struggling. Uh, you ain't the only one. Christian McCaffrey saves me every week. <sighs> so we all we all don't aren't as fortunate to have Christian McCaffrey. So, but I'm gonna go in here. I'm gonna tune some things up. I got to dig through the trash and the waiver wire and try to put something together. So. Hopefully, hopefully Tyreek Hill is back today for me because I haven't released him. He's been hurt. I've been eating that L on the bench. So, but if he's back, if Cheetah is back, then, yeah, we might have, we might be cooking. We might be cooking. I got to see who has DeAndre Hopkins because if Cheetah has a good game, 
I may propose a trade because I got Deshaun Watson at quarterback, and I want to stack him with DeAndre Hopkins. But I'd be willing to give him the cheetah. Hmm. I think that's a fair deal. I think so too. I agree. But we'll see. If the cheetah go up, go off today, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm try that trade. But we are the sideline junkies podcast. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on all your platforms. Wherever you go, you can't hide from us. Click the subscribe button. Listen. Tell us what you think. Email sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. We can reach any of us. Um, that's, that's our Sunday ride for NFL week number six. I'm Brian. KG's with me, like always. We don't do no overtime. We out. Out of here.